You're listening to The Tech Box. Hello and welcome to episode 43 of The Tech Box. It's James Honeyball here and I have with me on the other end of the line... Richard Yates. Good evening, Richard. How are you doing? Uh, well, I should say who that I want, actually, but uh, good evening. Uh, okay, so you're in uh, foreign climes. I, I am. I'm uh, currently in Amsterdam uh, with the world's most ridiculously good hotel Wi-Fi. Ah, and what speed is your Wi-Fi currently operating well, at? Well, I, I would kill for this at home. Well, you asked me a question. It's download 144, upload 42. Well, Yeah, it's not bad, yeah. is it? Well, especially in a hotel, you don't don't really expect that, do you? Uh, so, um, yeah, there was me thinking, I wonder if the hotel Wi-Fi would be good enough to record, and uh, I'll do the speed test on it, and uh, wham, you know, it's like uh, grease lightning. So, I think it's that 40 megabit upload. You never get that uh, at home, do you? Yeah, that's the bit that is really quite something, isn't it? I mean, I don't know what rates they have in the Netherlands. I, I'm pretty sure they're going to be higher than, than we get at home, but, uh, yeah, 42 up is... <laughs> It's pretty tasty stuff, isn't it, really? It's, yeah, uh, that's cool. Um, was, I'm tempted to say, who needs 5G? But that's a sore point, so I won't go there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on which topic, EE actually lied outright to me to, uh, on Twitter the other day. They uh, they denied completely that they um, block non-EE phones from EE 5G. The only problem is they already have previously confirmed it to at least two journalists I know. So, yeah, get your, get your act together, EE. Vodafone have removed that restriction. It's time you did. Oh, the Vodafone have removed that restriction now? Uh, they? Apparently they have, yeah. Yeah, so I'm told. So you just need to test out your V50 on a Vodafone SIM then? Yeah, except that I don't have a Vodafone 5G SIM, nor do I actually want to get a Vodafone 5G SIM. And anyway, part of the attraction of Vodafone for me has been the free Spotify, which seems to be uh, going out the window. Why is that? Oh, the new trash don't have free Spotify, do they? Oh, well, the one that I'm on does for that for another 18 months, a ah, year or whatever. Yes, well, yes, exactly. But the new ones now don't. So, um, yeah, I think they made a mistake there. I think that was actually quite valuable. So are they uh, saying that they've taken that even off the Red Entertainment? Um, oh, they may be wrong, but I don't know that Red Entertainment exists anymore. Now, now I'm starting to struggle because it could be that I'm actually just playing wrong. So we probably should look that one up before we go any further with it. But that, that was the impression I got was that the... Uh, the entertainment packs were now going to be all paid items. Okay, so I'm going to have a look break a habit and uh, yeah. give me some good news. See what we're doing. Red Entertainment. Take a look. Da, da, da. We need a ticking clock at this point, don't we? Tick. Oh, clock, it says here tick. we no longer sell Red Entertainment plans as of the 10th yeah. of July 2019. I thought so. Sure, I regard it as a mistake, but they are. I'm not in charge of Vodafone. Ah, okay. Who, 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 contrary to the uh, performance I'm giving out of Dutch Hotel Wi-Fi, uh, we're actually giving me 10 megabit downloads on on 4G this morning when I tested it in a conversation I had with Leon. And uh, 10, 10 megabits just leaves them plenty of scope for improvement, doesn't it, really? Yes, I think there's a little bit of uh, headroom there, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Leon posted this ridiculous screen to a, a speed test of uh, EE4G up in Chesterfield. 224 down from recollection. Uh, and just think, well, I don't know, maybe this is maybe this is me just being sick about it because it always seems to affect me wherever I go. But I would have thought, logic would say, that you put your greatest capacity and, and fastest base stations 
in the areas of most population. Does that sound unreasonable? Well, it depends. If there's lots of uh, cheap places for me to put antennae in Chesterfield and the utilisation isn't massively high, then I would guess that I would get similar results. Yeah, I mean, that is that is the point, isn't it? That it's, it, to some degree, it has to do with capacity and usage, and I do, do agree. Uh, and Leon probably is the only person with an EE contract in Chesterfield. Do you remember a couple of years ago when uh, they were telling us that 4G was getting 800 megabits, 1,000 megabits? Yeah. Uh, they've got a bit quiet on that these days, haven't they? Well, they have. That's because they're too interested in saying it's 5G, isn't it? Um, yeah. Which, which again, I've yet to see anything, unless you go and stand underneath a 5G uh, aerial. Um, I mean, I can get 5G just down the road from me. It should, should be where I am, but, you know, we'll get there. Um, now, apparently, I've got weak outdoor coverage. All I can say is I've wandered around looking like a complete loony looking for this weak outdoor coverage, and it must be very weak indeed. You know, S10 5G held at head height walking around the streets trying to find a 5G signal is not a pretty sight. Um, but but it has to be said, whenever I've actually found it, unless you're right next to the base station, the performance is probably not as good as 4G anyway. So I do think they have a little bit of uh, a little bit of work to do on that score. Yeah, sounds like it. Okay, so what's uh, apart from your continuing uh, 5G woes? What's the uh, state of play? Well, um, at the moment, I'm, I'm I'm ridiculously pleased with something this evening. I mean, it's a truly truly pathetic piece of tech that, that I've uh, cobbled together, but. Um, I got to the hotel here and, uh, and I, I discovered to my, uh, well, cutting, cutting a long story short, but that I was supposed to be here with a colleague who unfortunately is got a family member seriously ill, so has cancelled coming. So, so I find myself Billy No Mates in Amsterdam, which of course has got me quite a lot of stick. Um, but I, I discovered to my great glee that, that the hotel is directly opposite, um, one of Amsterdam's top Indian vegetarian restaurants. Uh-huh. So, so I just spent a very happy hour and a, hour and a half in there with a chana masala and uh, um, one of those wonderful sort of Indian semolina puddings with radioactive quantities of Agent Orange in it or something, um, and, uh, and a nice glass of mango lassi. I had a, a thoroughly nice meal, but I thought when I got back, well, really, you know, I should clean my teeth before I even do the podcast because by the time this is set in, I'll be able to kill the client I'm going to see at sort of 50 paces in the morning. So I get I get my uh, my electric toothbrush out of the bag, put some toothpaste on it, press the button, then it goes, zzz. Um, and so I've managed to come to Amsterdam with a flat electric toothbrush. Except of course, I have my trusty P30 Pro with me, which is at this very moment reverse charging my electric toothbrush. Now this is interesting because I've tried this and it didn't work. Well, well, it's happily flashing and it would seem to be charging, so we will. We'll find out presently, won't we? But uh, the fact that it, it's, I mean, it, it it was flashing red before, so the battery was flat. Now it's flashing green. It gives every impression of, of uh, charging the toothbrush. So whatever, uh, it, it, just just the, just the moment, I'm ridiculously pleased about this. Let's hope I'm not disappointed in an hour or so when I try and clean my teeth. Now, I think you're, it sounds like you're having a little bit better luck than me. I uh, yeah. tried to do the exact same trick on an S10, or is it actually yeah. an S10e. But uh, yeah, flipped it over, got the, you know, the uh, charging going on it and uh, put the uh, toothbrush on it and it, yeah, it didn't do anything. I didn't get it to light up once. So I don't know whether that's the P30 is better from that respect or I'm missing some, missing a trick mine. I didn't know whether I had to sort of place it on the original charger for a couple of seconds and then whip it over to the, uh, um, to the to the Samsung, or whether to get the Samsung going with another phone, and then whip the phone off and put the 
uh, toothbrush on there. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't get it going. I don't know. I mean, I mean, uh, you have to enable the reverse wireless charging on the uh, P30. Um, you have to go to a menu to do it. But once you've done it, I just uh, hovered the toothbrush over the uh, the back of it until it found the right place and started charging. And it mm. gives every impression of charging. I mean, it's uh, it's only going to, it's only going to charge up a bit because I, I'm going back home again tomorrow. I'm out here for one day. Um, but uh, but no, if it, if it works, I should be very happy. If not, I should have to endure that rather ridiculous situation where you try and clean your teeth with an electric toothbrush oh, that has no worse power. Than that. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing yeah. worse than just, that. So if it just just doesn't work, does it? Doesn't feel no, right. Doesn't but, uh, feel right at all. But no, I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that we we do actually have a working toothbrush charging solution here, albeit that a, a P30 Pro is slight overkill as toothbrush chargers go. Yeah, it's probably um, one of the most extravagant toothpaste chargers you can <laughs> come across, but uh, you know, it's doing the job, and that's all the most uh, important thing at the moment. It's quite funny. I, I thought this afternoon, right? Okay, I've got to. Uh, I got to Amsterdam, I suppose. About by the time I got to the hotel and, and, and uh, got changed, I was here about oh, quarter to six. And I thought, right, it doesn't go dark for a couple of hours. And I'll probably get on three hours actually. So I thought, if I go for a wander around and take some photos of the P thirty. Uh, have something to eat and then we sort of tentatively talked about having a, a chat this evening um, and I went around and I, I've, I've sort of this hotel uh, is a nice hotel very happy with the hotel um, but it's kind of in the middle of a, an area that's there's nothing in you know it's it's perfectly pleasant it's not it's not down market area but but like it's it's clearly mostly residential um, to the extent that all the way along the, the, the local canal there are sort of uh, uh, almost like sort of cabins bolted onto the sides of the canal bank, so you can't actually see the canal except unless you go on a bridge. So after after walking around for the best part of two hours, I think I've taken about eight photographs. <laughs> the, the most exciting of which was the Heineken Brewery. You know, it's, so it's a, a bit of a bit of a dead loss from that point of view. So the P30 has has actually not been used as much as I thought it might be, but it does now seem to be charging my toothbrush, which yeah, gotta be gotta be good. Yeah. But uh, that's no, interesting. It was not you know, it's a nice walk, but. Nothing remarkable. I mean, I, I could have um, gone in the opposite direction from the hotel, and about an hour, uh, uh, about a mile and a half away, you get into the edge of central Amsterdam. But you know, I'm not here for for touristic purposes. More than pity, I'm, I'm here because I've got some work to do. So, a late a late night out in Amsterdam, followed by a difficult meeting tomorrow morning, is probably not a very good plan. Whereas, you know, a very gentle. Nice curry followed by a, a, a chat and and, uh, and off the bed is probably a good plan for the uh, for the evening. Um, although it may well be, it's, it's quite funny because the, the guy who was coming out obviously couldn't do. He sent his he sent his deputy, but uh, she's going to get an early morning flight tomorrow. Except that she's on BA, so at the moment I don't know whether she's going to get here either. So technology is not doing its absolute best for me today. Hmm. Okay. So what are we going to talk about tonight then? Well. Um, I'm very tempted to suggest we should talk about whether Keb will or will not buy another Android phone, but since I know the answer to that one, I'd probably suggest we should uh, avoid that. Um, I guess the, the, the real sort of things to talk about are what's coming shortly, aren't they? Because um, we know you know a few leaks about the iPhone, but it seems that we're now starting to get some proper leaks about the new uh, Pixel. Which uh, I think I saw Gavin saying earlier, he's going to start at something like eight hundred and seventy pounds. Or um, what for the Pixel or for the Car- Note? No, was that, was that Note? Maybe I misread what he put. 
Could be the note, actually. Yeah, I could be could be talking real nonsense. There. Let's see if I can find his message. Um, yeah, I think that was the note, actually. Sorry about that. Yeah, the note. Now, let's talk about the note. I think uh, that something have lost the plot with the note. Um, I mean, if I if I think back to the original note, which which felt massive, I can't remember what the screen was, but it certainly wasn't massive by modern uh, standards. It was a unique device, and and over the years, it's got progressively less and less unique, unless you're an avid S Pen user. Um, but the thing that I think I'm really objective is that like it used to be, the sort of um, Swiss Army knife of phones, didn't it? You know, it, it had everything. Um, whereas now we're now talking about well, let's get rid of the headphone jack. Well, there are those that we know who are a bit addicted to the headphone jack. But if I'm honest, um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's something I really appreciate them having removed. Um, you know, I mean, today, for example, on, on the plane, uh, no Bluetooth headphones. I know some airlines will allow that now. So I'm back to wired headphones and a dongle. And I just think, well, really, what has this actually achieved to get rid of this headphone socket? Um, and, and you've got the same problem on the... Uh, the P30. So as a result, I, I come on, come away for the 24 hours with two phones and two dongles. How is this progress? I asked myself. And, and, and Samsung held out for this for, for quite a long time, but now apparently they're they're introducing the same problem into the equation. Um, and I just wonder what has the Note got that, for example, the S10 5G certainly doesn't have. And the answer would seem to be the S Pen and nothing else. Hmm. And I never, even though I did use the S Pen occasionally for doodling, uh, I certainly never used it to uh, its maximum capacity. I certainly no. wouldn't call myself an S Pen fan. So, um, no, it's fun, and that's about it, isn't it? Yeah. Whilst I, I loved the I loved the original Note, and uh, I did get back in on the Note Four. I thought that was pretty good, uh, quite a good phone. But uh, apart from that, I've kind of stayed away from it. No, no I think I've had. Every model of the Note series, including the one that was liable to combust, um, because I've always uh, I've always enjoyed the things that it gives. But but like the last one, the Note Nine, well, nice device, but did it have that that Note uniqueness to it? Now I mean, it is true I'm not a big user of the S Pen either. It's a bit like I do have an Apple Pencil, but I don't use it more than about once every three months because I have all sorts of bright ideas of how I'm going to use it. But in practice, it just never actually happens. Um, but I, I just, you know, if, if you see somebody pull out a Note 9, how does it stand out as a different device from, say, uh, an S9 or an S10 or, or any other Samsung device, or indeed, in some cases, some, some, you know, some other manufacturers' devices? It, it just doesn't have that standout killer feature, I don't think, that the Note series used to have in the past. I mean, I, I remember using, I think it was a Note 3, as an emergency sat nav, when my my Tom Tom basically uh, stopped working and started generating pages and pages of uh, Linux commands on the screen, uh, and and it ended up with me ringing up Tom Tom saying, "What do I do about this?" Hoping there was a sort of three fingered salute that would reboot it, and their comment was, "Well, the best thing you can do is attach it to a PC, and we'll send you a file to download and upload to it." The only problem with that was that I was trying to navigate from somewhere in the Netherlands, actually, thinking about it, back to Calais. And, and actually, I ended up using the, the Note 3 with, I, I guess it must have been Google Maps, to navigate all the way back to Calais. And, and that was the point at which I thought, I don't even know why, why I bother with it, Tom Tom. In fact, I think I probably still got it on a shelf somewhere. Um, that was the point at which I thought, yeah, this is this phone, this device is, is big enough to 
to act quite comfortably as a sat-nav and, and it replaced that, that was the point at which I replaced a, a dedicated sat-nav with a phone yeah so I just think I just think ah, this note I don't know I, firstly I've got too many phones um, but the other thing really I guess if I'm absolutely honest yes I have got too many phones but on the whole they all have a a slightly different function um, and I don't know I'm, I'm crying out to change you know the P30 I still really like the P30 uh, if I, if I am honest, I would say I'm not a huge fan of the S10 Plus, um, and, I'm, and borrowing my friend's uh, S10 5G for an extended period certainly hasn't helped on that score because I think the S10 5G is a better device, uh, and I can't really put my finger on why the screen is nicer and the icons are clearer, and there's just something about it that's that's better. Uh, the V50 is a typical LG. Um, had I known it wasn't going to, it was going to refuse the, uh, an EE5G SIM, well, probably wouldn't have bothered with that. But it, it, it's it's good enough that I wouldn't want to send it back. Uh, and, I, and I just think, oh, the other ones, you know, there's a Pixel. Well, the Pixel takes great portraits. I uh, use that to great effect. I'm, I'm happy so nicely. My granddaughter three weeks ago. But what is, it I, what is it I would actually want? Now, the only phone on the horizon that I actually want is an iPhone with a, a camera that's got a proper wide angle and a better zoom. And, and surprise, surprise, that's exactly what it looks like uh, Apple are going to serve up for us in what, six weeks' time, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right about having different phones for different uh, purposes. And certainly the um, Pixel 3 is the one that's got my main SIM at the moment, just purely because it's the uh, best camera out there, certainly. Um I think we discussed this on the last time it's the best camera for uh taking photos of people but um you know if you want something with a bigger screen you want something with a wide angle lens you want something uh with a bigger battery you know these are all things that you often can't get in a single device and you might have sort of two or three devices but yeah i mean for me the uh the note 10 holds no uh, uh temptation and now that it's been uh revealed and released or you know announced um yeah i'm still not tempted with it to, to be honest I, I you know i the other phone i've got sitting on my desk is a, a, a xiaomi mi 9 which has the big sony sensor uh, and obviously the degree to which you can get good pictures out of that sensor apart from the fact that you've got some basic ability which i probably don't on a, on a bad day um is the is the software that's controlling that sensor and actually, I've got to say, it takes pretty damn good photographs. You know, it, it takes the sort of photographs that you would have killed for three or four years ago. It's just that we know that, you know, the um, Huawei's, for example, have their uh, night mode. The Pixel has a night mode as well. Um, that it, It's coming down, I think, not to the ability of the devices. It's coming down to the extra software that the manufacturers could can actually put on it and whether that has any value for you. You know, I mean, you and I both like LGs, um, partly, I guess, because of the sound quality, uh, partly because they had the original wide angle lens and it's still probably one of the best wide angle lenses. Um, although I think I share with you the reservation that maybe the V30 is the pinnacle of the uh, imaging cameras from LG. Yeah, it'd be a shame if that did turn out to be the case, wouldn't it? I mean, Absolutely. I think we're waiting for your in-depth review of the v50 to see what the camera is like because i presume that that is the cutting edge and that's kind of representative of what uh, lg's latest 
camera chops is. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I did toy with bringing that with me, um, but I didn't bring it with me because literally I flew in this afternoon, I'm flying out tomorrow afternoon, and I've got a meeting meanwhile, so I knew I was only going to have a little chance to mosey around. And, and as it turns out, there weren't very many photo opportunities anyway. Um, but yeah, I do need to have a project where I go out and, and spend a, you know, a visit somewhere photographing, preferably somewhere I've been before, so I've got some comparison. Um, it, it hasn't yet done the extended trip to my back garden visit, but that's just because I've been so stupidly busy. And, and well, today, today is a typical example, you know, uh, I've just just been on so many visits to different places. It's not true. Mm. Um, now I'll tell you a little story about uh, using the Pixel Three, which I think you would have um, picked up in because I put it into the chat. So I think it was Saturday night, and I was at a uh, fireworks display. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, my dad, who uh, isn't very particularly mobile at the moment, said to me, oh, are you going to the fireworks? Um, take some photos, and, you know, and I'll have a look at it. So I thought, okay, I'll um, I'll take the Pixel. That's probably the best bet, you know, sort of get the, uh, you know, it's not going to overexpose or underexpose the fireworks. It'd probably, be, probably give quite good results, albeit, um, you know, I, I, I wasn't 100% sure on that. Anyway, so I, I get there, and I think, well, actually... As the fireworks start going off, I'm not getting a particularly wide field of view here, yeah. so I'm missing like the top and bottom of the of what's going on. So actually, the first thing to note was I thought ah, actually I really wish I had a wide angle uh, view on this, um, but I persevered with the uh, normal angle and I started taking video. And I thought, well, hang on a minute. When I, whenever I take video, I want to make sure that I'm taking it in 60p. Yeah. So I yeah. go into the settings and. Lo and behold, there's no option to set the video to 60p. Yeah. Uh, so you just have it set to auto, which basically you leave it up to the uh, pixel to decide what uh, frame rate it's going to record at. And so this was infuriating because uh, I didn't have the wide angle. I couldn't put it on 60p. I was just thinking, ah, <laughs> oh, you know, this phone, pixel yeah. is the wrong choice and it's useless. Yeah. So... I then proceeded to take um, photos and video of lots and lots of the fireworks and, um, you know, still angry at the lack of 60p and everything, get get home and uh, uh, go to show uh, my dad eventually um, the results. And uh, so the first problem is, is that how do I, if I've got a pixel, how do I actually show it on the TV? Now, you haven't got uh, <laughs> yeah. USB video out. No. You know, how do you, you know, off the top of your head, how do you solve that? Uh, depends on your TV, I suppose. Have you got some DLNA server or something like that? Well, yeah. So you've pretty much gone straight to the answer because there's no, uh, um, <laughs> sorry, there's no built-in Chromecast <laughs> or anything no. in, in the TV. Uh, and so, yeah. To, to be honest, the only reason I'm lucky and got that, part of the fact I do remember you, you mentioned it, although when I said it, I didn't. But that's the only way I've ever got anything to work on a TV is with, with a DLNA server. Yeah. So, in fact, you have to run the DNA server on the uh, phone. On the phone, yeah. yeah. And browse to it from the TV. So, I downloaded a uh, like a third-party DNA server because the Pixel doesn't have one built in, and I started browsing to it on the TV. And actually, the results were quite remarkable. The one thing is that the DNA worked straight away without mm-hmm. too much of a problem. Um, it was a bit slow, uh, but 
not the end of the world. Uh, and I have to say that the quality of the videos coming off the Pixel, yes, it didn't get absolutely everything in, but they were absolutely fantastic. The audio was absolutely brilliant. Nothing was distorted. It captured the bangs of the fireworks, the music. Um, it was really, really good. And the actual, just the... Uh, detail of the fireworks and getting the exposure correct it was absolutely spot on i think i shared some videos with you and i think yeah. you agree that it was um it was pretty well captured they, wasn't it they were, they were lovely videos yeah i mean i mean this is the trouble with the pixel isn't it i, I don't know you use it as your daily phone mostly though, don't you yeah i i, I just find it, to me there are little things about it that really frustrate me and, and the reason i don't get rid of it is because the things that i really love about it are really impressive yeah. So, so effectively, all I'm saying, I suppose, is I can just about live with the things I don't like about it because the rest of it makes it a worthwhile uh, combination. I mean, certainly, like I just said, when I when I knew I was going to uh, up to uh, to see my granddaughter for a few days, no hesitation at all about making sure the pixel was coming uh, with us, and I did a lot of photos with it. Uh, some of them were were better than others, uh, but the the portrait ones and the you know the, the the human, the human shots, yeah, they were definitely, definitely very good. Yeah, it, it was very frustrating at the National Railway Museum because, of course, you really do need a wide-angle lens there. But yeah, uh, and of course, I didn't have one. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to remember what, what was said about the camera on the next Pixel. Are they going to have a wide angle? Well, I think the leaks suggest that it's just going to be a telephoto. Yeah, but, yes, that's uh, right. That's, that's not hundred percent, right. but it's. Um, it's looking likely, which is uh, which would be really unfortunate. Big, big disappointment, really, to be honest. Especially since you'd think Google has got access to enough technology to produce a wide-angle uh, lens without any great difficulty. Well, we had the wide-angle lens on the front of the Pixel Three, so they know the the benefits of it. So taking it away, well, not, well, taking it away on the front because it's not the yeah. uh, the array of sensors on the front of the Pixel Four mean that it doesn't have a wide-angle on the front. And not putting it on the back would be um, really, but, really annoying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's right as you say that they've produced a wide-angle sensor on the front, um, which, yeah, I mean, as you say, looks like it's a bit, uh, get lost in the in the name of uh, Face ID, doesn't it? Um, well, the, the think- other thing that they can do is they can do what uh, LG did on the V30 and the G6, which is put an ultra-wide angle on the front and crop it for normal. And the, yeah. the the resulting problem with that was that for ninety nine percent of your selfie shots on a V thirty or G six are absolutely terrible because uh, it's a cropped version of a bad sensor. So um, hopefully they don't go down that route because obviously uh, you're not selling it well. <laughs> they're famous for uh, the quality of their selfies at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of interesting to see how they how they cope with that, isn't it? Really, because you're right. They 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 basically don't have space to, to put the array that they've got in on the Pixel Three. Um, I, I wonder. I, mean, I don't know how much how much of demand do you think there is for a, a wide angle selfie cam? I mean, I'm sure there is a demand for it, but how much? No, I think. Want? Yeah, I mean, I was very skeptical about that. I mean, I'm I'm someone who, yeah, if you said to me, we're just you know we're going to make this phone available to you for ten quid less without a front facing camera, I'd probably go for it. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, with the Pixel Three, um, I have recently found myself taking, uh, you know, group selfies and and more selfies because the quality is good. You get a good uh, picture out of it. So yeah, I'm actually, um, I think that it's a good, a good USP for them. I think that that it's something that they should keep definitely. 
It, it, it doesn't have to be said. Google's strategy with the pixels is is very odd, isn't it? Really, because if it wasn't for the uh, the amazing camera, would they sell any? No, is the short answer to that. Not at the price that they want. No. They would they would sell lots if they were selling it at bargain basement prices, which was their uh, approach with sort of some of the early Nexuses. Um, but yeah, they're not going to sell loads if it had a rubbish camera at uh, 900 quid it's just uh be crazy it just wouldn't happen just wouldn't happen would it i mean you know what other features does it have that say this is a, a valuable device especially given the introduction of the uh, the 3a and the 3a xl well it the the pixels have always had very responsive very fluid interfaces so yeah, yeah. The, the finger you know the tracing of the finger uh when you're scrolling and things has been the closest to an iPhone that you can get generally. Uh, and the haptics is, is uh, I don't know if it's better than LG's, but it's certainly up there. Yeah. You know, so those are things that make the experience really, really good. Um, and they're things that they're now kind of behind the the pack on, you know. So if you look at the OnePlus 7 uh, Pro, you know, that's yeah. got the 90 hertz screen. You know, this isn't something that Pixel should be introducing. They should have... Uh, a 90 hertz or a 120 hertz screen. Yeah, you know, it, should be, that, it should be there already, shouldn't it? Exactly, because it's that um, interaction between the uh, finger and the screen that the Pixel's been famous for up to this point. So they don't want to let their, you know, all of their advantages slip away because they don't have many, as you as you rightly point out. Mm. Well, all right, let's, let's put you on the spot. You, you were using uh, a uh, an iPhone 10, weren't you, for pretty much your main phone for months yeah, and months and yeah, months yeah. until you switched it into the Pixel. What persuaded you to switch it into the Pixel and what have you missed from the iPhone? So, certainly the screen because that iPhone X screen is pretty much perfect. Yeah, it's nice. Um, obviously the apps, I put all my banking apps and all my other apps on the iPhone without fear of them things getting too bloated or slowing things down, whereas I keep the Pixel fairly trim. I don't put that many apps on it. Um, and obviously the apps are just generally a bit better on the iPhone, I find. So um, you're more compelled to use them. You know, it's, it's a much more pleasurable experience scrolling through a list of yeah. uh, Twitter or Facebook or whatever it might be on the iPhone than it is on uh, pretty much any uh, Android generally. Um, but... You never know when you're going to want to whip your phone out and get a good photo of something. And uh, I, I just carry the, the the pixel because I know that if I'm face if I face that scenario, um, the memory that's going to be created by that photo forever is going to be the best it can be. You know, if the limitation is that it's got to be a phone. So really, the 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 thing that's keeping you using that pixel is is literally just the camera. Yeah, it does. You know, as I say, the the interaction is is fairly close to the iPhone, and the haptics are okay. So it's not just the uh, camera, but the, that's certainly the major reason I would say. Okay, so two questions for you then. Uh, the first is, like me, you're an Apple Watch user. Um, unlike me, what you're doing effectively forces you to use the Apple Watch in dumb watch mode. Why not get a different watch that goes with the Pixel Three? Uh, I think it's because I know that um, I'm going to be on and off an iPhone no matter what, and therefore I might as well just keep the uh, Apple Watch as a constant. 
uh, on the basis as well, of course, that you can't use a, an Apple Watch with Android anyway. I suppose what you're saying is that the only only time you would be uh, using an iPhone with the Apple Watch is, is when you, you need the extra functionality. The only time that I would use an iPhone with an Apple Watch? Yeah, yeah, because at that point, of course, the Apple Watch ceases to be a dumb watch and becomes a smartwatch. Uh, yeah, it's certainly got advantages. Basically, the um, notifications obviously work once you've got a phone that is sending those notifications to it. So um, that's really nice. But to be honest, I don't, I'm not that bothered about getting notifications on my watch. So the fact that it just tracks my heart rate, tracks my exercise, tells the time. And, you know, when I'm at home in range of uh, the iPhone, it gives me everything else. Then that's that's good for me. So you've never sort of felt the urge, or have you felt the urge, to try an Android Wear watch or no. a, a, a Samsung watch or anything like no, that? No, I've never really felt the urge, because I've never seen one that looks remotely palatable. No. So not the Huawei watch, for example, not not the um, proprietary OS one, the, the Android Wear one? Um, well, certainly none that, when they've sort of gone past my eyes, I can't recollect what, what each of them looks like, but... Uh, certainly not when I've been looking at them generally, no. And do you presume you don't like the look of the Galaxy Watch? Uh, no, it's not stuck in my mind, no. You, <laughs> you sound like you're going somewhere. You're trying to sell me uh, all of your uh, Android watches. Uh, uh, all of my spare watches. Well, because the, the Galaxy Watch isn't uh, an Android, it's a uh, Tizen. Tizen, right, yeah. Um, nice piece of kit, though, has to be said. Um, and, and I... I have tried so many times to break away from uh, the Apple Watch because when I get when I get fed up with the iPhone, as I've said so many times, the Apple Watch is what ties me in. Now, actually, it's no longer quite so true uh, because I've also been tied in by things like the eSIM uh, and the fact that I've chosen to put anything security related on the iPhone, not on a, a, an Android phone. Okay, so you're happy using your Apple Watch as a, effectively a dumb watch, except when you want to, to take the iPhone with you. So the next question is, what have Apple got to do in their launch, which we presume will be in September, uh, to have you say, okay, I'm going to retire the iPhone 10 and I'm going to get the iPhone 11 and that's going to be my main phone for a while and the Pixel 3 is going to sit in a corner? Basically not make anything worse. So I'm, you know, the assumption has to be that uh, it's going to be faster. The assumption has to be that uh, they're put, you know, the camera is going to be incrementally better that the uh camera is going to have more capability with the three lenses rather than two lenses so unless they you know screw something up quite badly it's just a bit of a automatic purchase for me i don't see uh there's there's nothing more they can take out they've already taken out the uh, headphone jack so i don't think there's many any more ports or buttons that they can take off so yeah i'm just looking forward to a evolution on the iphone 10 to uh to to get my sale i think well that, that, that's pretty good news for them i, I was thinking you were going to say well uh, you know i, I want to see some solid proof of all these new lenses and whatever and what they're actually going to do well i think uh my, well i've got to say that my assumption is that they keep the main lens and the telephoto roughly as they are at the moment i can't see them changing those too much no, um, no I, I, I don't either and so they're adding in a new lens. I think there seems to be so much talk of that being a wide-angle lens. It absolutely has to be. I can't imagine that they would introduce a new lens and it be some nonsense like a mono or a you know some other lens on there. So uh, 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, and okay. So let's take the example. If it's not a wide-angle lens, mm-hmm. uh, and they don't, and you know, there's no more surprises in the software or the hardware. So it's literally just a spec bumped um, XS. And let's say that that third camera is a like a time of flight yeah. uh, yeah. thing that gives you like really good portraits rather than very good portraits, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, then that's a good point. Maybe my hand would stay in my pocket. I could, uh, it could go that way. I think it's unlikely that uh, after a year that they would have such a lackluster uh, upgrade of a phone. I think that would be probably the worst upgrade, year to year upgrade that they'd done. And um, yeah, I, I might be tempted not to go for it under those circumstances. Yeah, they have been very clever, haven't they, the way they've done the upgrades. I mean, I'm trying to think, I've had every iPhone except the 3GS. Um, because I didn't really see a great advantage in, in upgrading to that from recollection at the time. Or maybe I was just having a, I'm bored with iPhone moment. Uh, yeah. Which, which I've had a few over the years. So my main, uh, the first iPhone that I got myself really was apart from a small flirtation with uh, a 5s that actually happened to come from kev <laughs> well you had the 5s from kev well one of i them, think i think i bought them. that twice without ever receiving it oh okay so i did get i did get one off him at some point and uh, uh and i held on to it for a little while but it wasn't practical at all because at the time i was doing very long days in london and really i needed some much better battery life than the 5s was giving at that point um so i was probably asking a little bit too much of it um but yeah apart from that i I didn't really get into iphones until the 6 plus so so i only know the sort of um improvements that were made year to year from that point really i've I've been a prisoner of the iphone ever since it first came out the first time i saw one uh was uh party of American tourists were on the next table to us and one of them had just got the original iPhone and I, re- I remember just being absolutely wowed by this thing because in fact it was pretty damn useless there were no, no such thing as apps it only had 2G uh, basically only connected properly to the internet when you had Wi-Fi but the whole look of it was you, you could tell immediately it was revolutionary um, and so I had to get one of those so I imported one of those uh, was had all the problems with SIM locking and whatever. But from there on, I had every iPhone except the 3GS, up to and including the current one, the uh, 10s Max. And with all of them, uh, it's it's classic Mac, isn't it, really, as well? It doesn't necessarily do everything the best, but it does more things well than it doesn't. And, and I think you don't often get that with uh, a lot of other devices obviously less of a choice in the, in the pc os market but it, it it in terms of of how um how the thing has evolved and how it's developed it's just had the the extra bits i wanted at exactly the right time yeah no i think that i think they sometimes it feels like apple are progressing at a slower rate than they need to or that they could do um, yeah, they no one else seems to have taken advantage of that. No one else seems to have said, "Ha, Apple, you're moving too slow." The fact that we're technologically ahead of you means that we're going to crush you or take vast amounts of uh, market share away from you. Um, that doesn't seem to be the, the, that doesn't seem to be the thing that is their weakness. You know, I think their weakness is um, is price. Definitely, um, not everyone uh, 
around the world can af- afford to spend the sort of money that uh, Apple wants to charge. You know, and no, no, you, no, no. you get what you pay for to a certain degree, so you get a high quality product, but that doesn't change the fact that it's an expensive product. So, yeah, the the the, the speed of development I don't think has held them back, and I think the reason for that is probably because whenever they do something, they do it so well. So they're never putting something in that is technology for technology's sake, generally, you know, generally speaking, whenever they have innovations, they're really well honed. You know, you look at Touch ID and Face ID, those things were completely nailed by the time that they went in there. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. you look at their adoption of the uh, AMOLED screen, you know, that was absolutely uh, comparable to the best LCD by the time they put that in there on a lot of the um, sort of ways that you'd measure a screen. That is one of the big mysteries, isn't it, really? How, how none of the other manufacturers have really quite matched the screen on the uh, iPhone. I mean, I was looking at this the other day. There's something about the the colours, the, the blackness of the black, the, the fonts, all of that combination that is just better than anything else, I think. It's certainly, you know, it's certainly up there. Uh, in the top one or two you know so uh, i would say that lg do equivalent lcds and i would say that samsung do equivalent oleds but you know if you start analyzing both you know if you start analyzing uh, the iphone screens against the lgs or the iphone screens against the samsungs there's going to be pros and cons in each corner i think yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I mean, we had all that thing a few years ago, didn't we, about LG screens all being blue when you held them at a certain angle? Was that the yeah? So I was careful to careful to say the LG LCDs rather than their yeah, AMOLEDs because I true think um, yes, right. they've always been a couple of steps behind Samsung on the AMOLEDs. Although um, I believe that uh, our Apple are using LG panels in their phones at the moment, so they're certainly using them in their uh, watches, aren't they? But I'm yeah, pretty sure yeah, that yeah. they've started using that. They always said that they were intending to use LG panels in the um, iPhone X's. Um, yeah, possibly, possibly. I mean, I think this screen, all of these things, and this is this is, I think, the problem is that that all of these screens are perfectly okay. You know, they you get the odd one where it's not so good on a bright sunny day, but really, what are we arguing about? What we're arguing about is tiny, tiny differences. The mid range and the cheap phones used to be absolutely terrible screen wise, didn't they? Like yeah. almost unusable. And uh, now you can get a cheap or mid, you know, if you get a mid range phone, it's probably got a pretty good screen these days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Mi 9 is a, is a cracking little device, it really, really is. And you compare that price wise with the flagships. There's not a lot missing. Yeah. I mean, what's yeah. the screen like? I find the screen quite nice. It's it's a little dull on a very bright day. But yeah. other, than, other than that, quite yeah, usable. Yeah. Um, yeah. The problem is it's sitting at home on my desk not doing an awful lot because I've got too many other things that are, that are doing an awful lot. And really, I should actually do the sensible thing and sell a few. But that involves effort, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, having said that, I did sell something today. Yeah. What have you sold? Well... You know, uh, eBay have the £1 listing fees. Yeah, on occasion, yeah. On occasion. So they had some this weekend, just gone. And I thought, well, okay, I'll um, I'll put some stuff on there. So uh, I put so I put my um, 
I put some stuff on there, but what I do is I put it on there with the bare minimum with the, because it lasts for 30 days. I put it on there in the bare minimum. So I sort of secure the one pound selling fee. And yeah. then at some point in the next couple of weeks, I'll go on there and actually fill in the details, put the pictures on there, you know, make it an attractive, uh, <laughs> advert. And I get an alert today. Someone's bought it with the absolute bare minimum details. And the mm. thing that I was selling was actually, um, which maybe you, you can buy with a little bit of confidence, was the keyboard case for the Tab S4. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, someone's bought that pretty much description-free, um, uh, picture-free, although I did. it does force you to put at least one photo up, up there. So it's a photo that I snapped, you know, from my phone at the uh, keyboard uh, case at a distance. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's quite a pleasant sale, that. So it means that I don't have to bother to go in there and uh, put in loads of details. Well, and that's definitely the name of the game. Sometimes you fill the details in some of these things. It takes hours and hours and hours to yeah, do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, selling something on eBay does seem to take like sort of about five hours per item. I know it, it can't be that, but it does seem to take such an inordinate amount of time and fussing to actually... Uh, sell the item and then actually find the time to wrap it up and uh, send it away yeah i think it's it's a process you can't really see how you could streamline it though isn't it you know, I mean, well i think they've streamlined it as much as they can on yeah. the phone app i don't know if you've used the phone app but if you were Not selling for a while actually yeah i mean if you're selling something fairly low value you can just you know press a button in the app to take a photo um you know type in the description you know the it'll get it'll pre-populate it with a, a quick search of an item so they do tr- they do they had to give them their dues they do try and make it as easy as possible but you know you really need to add your own uh personal touch to it in terms of describing exactly how that particular item is what the exact condition is and all the rest of it so um they make it as easy as possible but it still takes a little bit of time i, I always think i've got to like 90 percent of the way there and then i realize that no i'm missing something and and, and I mean, the number of things I've had to sort of set up to at least two or three times yes. because of something going wrong is, is maddening. And then the uh, classic thing is you realise you've missed something out of the photos and you have to go back and retake them all. Yeah, or or you're really unlucky and somebody with zero feedback says they'll buy it, but they'd like it sent to Ulaanbaatar or something like that. Yeah, although I have been pretty lucky with eBay. I've only been mucked about a couple of times uh, and it's not been terrible, the mucking about. It's just been, you know, oh this isn't quite how I wanted it. Will you give me some money off it kind of thing rather than, uh, oh yeah, I didn't receive that uh, £700 phone or whatever it was that you told no, me. Nightmare, nightmare. I, I, I've, to be honest, pretty much stopped uh, selling stuff on, on eBay because of all the problems that I know of people, uh, whether they've had chargebacks and whatever. Uh, I mean, it happened to Matt Miller, didn't it, the other day? He sent her, this is actually a swapper, I think, but he sent off a P30 Pro, and when it got to the other end, they were saying, no, no, the screen scratched, and he got photos saying it wasn't scratched. But yeah, yeah. He knows perfectly well that he would lose the argument because they're always going to side with the buyer. Yeah, and there could be a couple of things at play there, couldn't it? It could be that they dropped it in the first day and put a gash in it, or it could be uh, they're just trying to get some money off for the sake of it. You know, it could be either of those two things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it could just be the post office did screw it up, in which case... Maybe. Yeah. Not full at all. Right, I, the, the moment has arisen where I, 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 I'm going to see if I can reach this charging toothbrush and see if it actually works because it's been going for some while now. So here we okay. go. And I'm now going to press the on button. 
This is uh, a moment of uh, suspense. Yep. Yeah. Light, light indeed. Okay, okay. On the count of three. One, two, three. There you go. Ah. Uh, I can't switch it off now, mind you. There you go. Yes, so indeed, the, the, uh, the P30 Pro does charge my toothbrush. Which, okay. Uh, well, I'm uh, going to have to try it again with my yeah. uh, Samsung and yeah, report you, back you, on it. You need the toothbrush challenge. Yes, this is very good. I'm trying to think what else have I got that reverse charges. I mean, obviously the S10 must do. Uh, yeah, does, yeah, yeah, the S10 Does the V50 do, yeah. have, have reverse charging? I don't think so, no. Oh. That's, that's something they'll probably save for the V60, which I'm, uh, we're all told is imminent. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be next week, right? I have to say, I'm not a great believer that, that uh, reverse charging is, is going to be massively useful, but this does seem to be one occasion where I might at least be able to clean my teeth in the morning. To be honest, I think you found the only good use for it because the idea of charging an ent- entire other phone off the original phone kind yeah. of seems a little bit counterproductive. And I think massively inefficient way of charging anything, isn't it? Yes, too? yes. And by the t- you know, at the point that your friend wants to borrow some charge you probably want to keep hold of all your charge and to for, for it to be worthwhile you need to give someone 20% you know and that means mm. probably taking 30% out of your phone and on what day do you ever have 30% free you know so um, um, yeah i think it's a little bit of a flawed concept but yeah congratulations you found a a viable use for it yeah, it has to be said it wasn't wasn't spinning very enthusiastically, was it? But I suspect it probably spin, spinning enough to clean my teeth. Yeah, so. it's enough to do that. I, and I always think with these reverse charges, actually, I don't know if this works, but presumably if you leave it plugged in overnight, flipped onto the screen, then it'll do a trickle charge of the thing that you're trying to charge it. I don't know if it would do it long for a long distance of time like that or whether it would I'll, I'll tell complain. you in the morning is the answer. I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to leave it on there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing it might be a bit of a problem is that the toothbrush is flashing green and it, it might be a bit sort of disco dancing on the opposite side of the room. But oh, okay. I'll find a, we'll find a way of hiding that with a box or something. Yeah, that's the problem with all technology these days, isn't it? LEDs and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. things flashing. Uh, however, it does look more positive having a green flashing light than a bright red one when I last tried to, to use it. Press, press the yeah, no, I think, uh, I think you've achieved something there. Okay, well, I think it's probably about time for me to uh, go and brush my own teeth and uh, go to bed. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's uh, yes, in, in Amsterdam, it's what, uh, 11, 10pm. So, yeah, I think it probably is about time. Mind you, uh, as opposed to Reading, the party's probably just about to get started in uh, Amsterdam Central, so I think you need to get down there. Yeah, maybe, but then on the other hand, the alarm's going off at 6am, so i better, better hit the sack, I think. Okay. Well, they, you know what the cure there is, just don't go to bed, just stay the whole, stay out the whole night. Yeah, uh, dear, the Reading way, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well... I'm going to do that. You go and have a good night out in uh, Amsterdam Central, and uh, <laughs> we'll catch up with each other soon. Speak to you soon. Nice to meet you, James. Cheers, Richard. Take care, man. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye.